Here we go, broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, on Rock Radio UK, the Blues Channel, you are now live from the Midnight Circus. This is Lahamadu, and I've got a great show for you today. Today, our featured artist is Joseph Veloz and the Velozians. You're going to love their new release. We'll be listening to tracks from that. And, of course, we'll be talking with Joe at the top of the hour. You're not going to want to miss that interview. Now, this is the voice of Indie Blues. This is the show that brings you nothing but currently touring artists who are out there creating new, original music rooted in the blues. We embrace the diversity of music that always has and still is being created from those roots. Now, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. We got some great articles, CD reviews, artist interviews, and so much more. And you can nominate your favorite artist for the Independent Blues Awards. So kick back and relax. I got some great music for you tonight. She's out here 
Cause you're making me too wrong from this bed She's a heartbreaker She's messing up my happy home Love, she's a heartbreaker She's messing up my happy home And I'm out here trying to do right You're making me too wrong Making me too wrong Making me too wrong Is she the heartbreaker? Yes, she is, yeah I'm messing up my happy home Messing up my happy home She's messing up my happy home Lord, she's the heartbreaker She's messing up my happy home Making me do wrong Rolling down my 
Since we met, 
He was hit by a truck, and you were lying out in that gutter dying, and you had time to sing one song. Huh? One song.
The moment you realize, how could there possibly be this many blues? It started off like any other day. But maybe that's what worried me the most. 6.58 a.m., March 19. Everything was quiet. Maybe a little too quiet.
loved a dirty old man like me You ain't never loved nobody Do you love a dirty old man like me I've got all the loving, baby I've got all the loving you'll ever need When the sun goes down That's when my love starts coming around When the sun goes down That's when my love starts coming around That's when the mood comes out That's when you start to holler and shout All right Oh, now, Mercy, here comes another dirty old man, y'all. Brother Skeeter Brandon. Do it, Skeeter. Skeeter, that sounds so nice. You got to do that twice, man. Come on. shows, curl up in a duvet, maybe even draw up a bath and see where the night takes you. That sounds real nice. Heart full of sorrow, well said a mess. Souls of mystery, all the words cannot express. Some say it's sunshine, 
senses rain Road up easy way Gone down on midnight train And I feel like I'm riding on a last train Feel like I'm riding on a last train Way down and rusty track Somebody's calling me back And I feel like I'm riding on a last train
independent artist looking to take their career to the next level or you're a fan that just loves to discover new artists and new original music making a scene has exactly what you're looking for for the indie artist we have articles on music business gear reviews recording techniques and interviews with industry professionals for the fan we introduce you to new artists every day with our in-depth artist interviews and insightful CD reviews. Nobody gives you more. Making a Scene truly is the number one resource for the indie artists and the fans that love them. Go to makingascene.org and become part of the indie revolution. Shade. Gonna 
And now, here's an indie blues double shot from our featured artist today, Joseph Veloz and the Velozians. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up right after these songs. Thank you. 
sit back and think about it, baby. All the money you spend, I really wish it wasn't good. Really wish it wasn't good. Pretty heels are pretty dumb. Joseph Veloz from his brand new release, and we got Joseph on the line right now. Hey, Joseph, how you doing? How you doing, Richard? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Now, you've been on the show before, but we always like to start things off by giving our fans an opportunity to um, get to know who you are, get to know where you came from. So give us the story of Joseph Veloz. Well, uh, I've been a uh, road musician here on the international and national blues scene, Americana scene for the past 25 years. A little bit over that, I believe. I've uh, been able to work with some uh, spectacular, spectacular uh, names. Lucky Peterson, McIntyre Murphy, Sherman Robertson. Been on the road with Mississippi Heat, Kelly Hunt, Joanne Scott Taylor. Uh, just a, a, a huge array of talent and very diverse talent, I will say, also uh, multiple different styles, which I loved. Uh, currently, I'm with Thornetta Davis, and uh, about the past three, three and a half years, we've been uh, working, for obviously, until COVID hit, 
so through all of that, uh, I've been able to record. Have uh, my been on many projects with bands and um, individual appearances and what have you. And I just thought, right around the time I turned fifty, in conversation with my wife, I might want to take my my uh, hand at trying to do my own CD. So I put out my first CD offerings, and it was well received. I uh, got. Uh, great reception with uh, tremendous help from my publicist Frank Rozak. He took me uh, to places I never thought they were going to hear the music that I put out and I got uh, unbelievable reviews. So it was very encouraging. Uh, we, I went on and like I said I've been working with Thornetta since then and it, everything started to shut down. I started to write some music prior to the pandemic settling in and the lockdown settling in and uh, as I sat here and putzed away at different things I had all this time on my hands I just started to piece together a CD and fortunately everybody else in the world was sitting at home and I was able to tap in some very good friends of mine to join me on uh, this wonderful journey of another CD and that's kind of how I got to here I'm still working with Thornetta but obviously everybody's waiting for the work to kind of kick back into where we were pre-COVID so, uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of even stretched out a little bit. I'm going to put together a showcase for this uh, CD with uh, the majority of the people that are on it and um, just giving me a chance to kind of step up my uh, venture into the music business, per se. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, the release. And i like to start by talking about you as a songwriter. Uh, when you sit down to write, what is your process that allows you to capture the muse? Um, I, I primarily start with groove. That's primarily where I focus. I, I heavy groove player. I uh, really, really uh, catches my ear. Feel style. I'm I'm very much immersed in those kind of areas, and I typically. Uh, go with those kind of ideas first even if it's some kind of harmonic or melodic idea I will sit and try to groove it and work on it rhythmically I've uh, got a song on the new CD that was actually just an exercise I was doing uh, harmonically playing some playing over chords and it just once I moved them around into a certain groove I just really liked it and it made its way into the CD so I primarily start there uh, I, I, I write with a friend of mine by the name of Andrew Thomas and uh, he does most of the lyrics and we'll, when he comes up with some lyrics we'll sit and talk about primarily what was on his mind and uh, what the overall thought or picture of, of what the story is where he was going with the lyrics and I'll try to come up with some kind of underlying I don't want to say background music but you know that what kind of groove would fit to the to the conversation or the uh, idea that he's trying to present. And now I just go from there. Okay. Now, you know, I always look at, at um, writing as, as two parts of the brain, you know, with the lyric being the structured uh, kind of part where you have, you know, continuity, story, meter, rhyme. But melody is a little different. It's that other part of that brain. What do you do to help you find your, your melodies? I really try to gravitate to just the first melodies that come to my mind. I try to 
capture whatever small ideas that I have and work on them before I lose them, really. I uh, will, even if it's a simple melody, I will try to get it in my hands, get it on my instrument, and then maybe work through it rhythmically. Again, I'll go back to the groove idea. Especially if I'm working with some lyrics, I will, I can try to change some of maybe the rhythm or the flow of what I might have come up with melodically to fit with what I'm writing. Or even if I like the mo- the melody and I start to play it for a while and I don't feel a flow to it, um, I might enhance it or, or, or tinker with it a little bit. But I think the first melodies that really come to the mind and that I can whistle, those are the most useful. Those are usually the best hooks that I'll come up with. I will sit sometimes and have a chord progression that I've, I'm really intrigued by and if a melody doesn't necessarily come to me while I'm going through the progression or I'm working on it I will try to record it and then turn around and play over it and go back and listen to try to pick out some maybe free form melodies that I might have laid down because again my mind would be flowing more melodically and more improvisational and then I, I take it through the same process I take the melody and try to uh Again, turn it into more of a groove flow. That's okay. pro- primarily where I go with my my uh, process. Now, you know, you had mentioned that you recorded, and you know, a lot of um, songwriters have embraced technology, whether it's a cell phone or a home recording studio. What What are some of the tools you use in your process as a songwriter? I use all of the above. <laughs> I used my cell phone. I've used that in a hotel room to uh, record myself just sitting around with my bass when I've had melodic ideas or groove ideas. I have a, I have a small um, digital recorder that I'll take to rehearsals or even when I'm writing with someone so I can make sure I capture those ideas and I can go back and have some reference. Um, I'll sit at the, you know my computer and, tr- and just create on on the software that I have. Uh, and again, that might be just trying to create um, simple simple uh, backing tracks. Um, that was one of the nice things that we I, I really got to work on over the pandemic situation is there was a lot of friends of mine that needed backing tracks. One of the churches that I serve at uh, needed backing tracks and small video for some of the virtual services they were putting together. So it, it was a very nice tool to get in there and to keep myself playing, keep myself motivated, focused on uh, wanting to move forward and keeping some new ideas fresh and not losing other uh, abilities that I had as opposed to just sitting around feeling bad about the situation <laughs> of the pandemic in COVID. <laughs> okay. I had those moments, though, too. <laughs> Now you you'd mentioned about having your own recording system. What what system do you use? What uh, what is your DAW? Well, I'm uh, I, I had to uh, step up my game here while while everything got shut down because I had more time. And again, I was asked to do some tracks for some people, and um, I kind of stepped up to a universal audio interface. And with that came their Luna mm-hmm. uh, recording DAW, and I'm loving it i was using ableton before it was very easy for me to make quick demos quick drum patches drum loops and then the whole dj slot thing you could move stuff around i could make quick arrangements of 
demo stuff and demo ideas that I could send out. But the Luna is much, much cleaner. Uh, much of uh, it's just a, such a nice DAW to edit in. Uh, there's just so much more to do in it, and uh, plugins are phenomenal. And it really cleaned up my abilities. It really pushed me. I really started to learn a lot, and then I was able to go to other uh, situations and look at what they were doing and saying, "Ah, I see what you're using. I see what you're doing with that. I got one of those plugins. Let me try that." So that that really kind of picked up the game a lot. Getting getting into a new system that was a lot cleaner, and and again, I was making I, I was making tracks for friends and for uh, some other individuals that I got hired for and then for the church. So I really had started to refine and fine-tune some of my own playing and then starting to fine-tune some of my recording skills. By no way am I the best, but I was able to really start to capture some of uh, the essence of what I was looking for, at least for my playing and sound. Yeah. You know, Universal Audio makes some great stuff. I, I have their quad card and a couple of their uh, preamps. I got uh, two of their 710s, um, which are great little preamps. And I, I yeah. love their plugins. Um, you know, they, oh, yeah. the EMT 250 and the uh, LA2A, I just, they, you know, they're on, on almost everything I do. You yeah. know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm a real gearhead, you know. I, I got a bad case of gas, you know, gear acquisition syndrome. You know, <laughs> I got I got stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, that process in the studio. You know, having a song gives you that something to say, that, you know, that message. Um, but going into the studio creates the identity, creates the identity of not only the song but of the of you as an artist what was kind of your process in the studio that allows you to capture who you are and your sound um well primarily my main experiences had been on the road playing live and then going in and doing live tracking and that's what i did on my first cd i was working with the majority of the people that were on my first cd i knew how they played and I kind of picked a couple of players because of their sound, and that's what I I knew I could use. Um, and I didn't necessarily do any extra editing. It was more the live performances, just one, two, three, let's go. On this one, I, from what I had learned and the pros and cons and what I pulled and you know liked about the last one and didn't like about the last one, I sat down with uh, the drummer and a drummer, uh, the drummer Donnie Brown and G um, Jim Alberton, keyboard player, and I told them the material. I had sent them some of the demos, and they were key to it. And we did three main sessions where I just got rhythm section uh, material for primarily most of the CD, and then I just built on there. And then I could pick and choose the players that I wanted because we were all at home uh, watching you know, the United States fall apart, I guess. And then um, I, everybody had the availability to come and play. I could, you know, I could get Thornetta to sing. I could get Larry to come and sing and play. So when I was thinking about songs like, well, um, you know, I, I hear Larry singing this. I hear so-and-so's guitar on this song. Um, I was able to get them. Um, and then over, besides that, I also had the time and not the distraction of being back on the road and the stresses of having to 
a very tight schedule to sit and go a little deeper editing and production wise and, and, and work on different tones, different uh, micings, different speaker positions, uh, EQs, compressions, you know, you, you, I had an extra amount of time. I did have to watch myself that I didn't start to go down certain wormholes and um, working with Jim and Donnie were, were quite helpful because uh, it did help me continue to move forward. As opposed to, well, I don't have nothing else to do. Let's just play, you know, with this compressor for however long. If there was purpose and drive and, and focus to move forward and use the time that we did have um, to the best that we could, you know. Okay. Now, um, let's talk about the lineup on this. Who's playing? Well, I'm uh, blessed to have so many of my good friends that I work with on the road and other people that I work with here in the Detroit area. Uh, primarily, I have uh, most of the Thornetta Davis band because I work with them pretty regular over the past three years, and we have a phenomenally tight sound together. So I have Dave Marcaccio on drums, I have Philip Hale on piano, uh, who, um, James Anderson on percussion, and then beyond that, I have Thornetta Davis singing two songs. Uh, I have the wonderful Mr. Larry McRae, who I've worked with uh, here in the area. We've gone around and, tra- and toured. Um, I've also got the phenomenal Carlton Washington on guitar. He also works with me on Thornetta Davis. He's playing in many different situations on the CD, and he just was just a blessing. Um, I also have been able to work with and record with uh, Mr. Drew Abbott. He's uh, part of the um, Silver Bullet, or was part of the original Silver Bullet band, eh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. I was like, wow, I got a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer on my CD. Yeah, there you cool. go. <laughs> and then um, primarily the uh, the two big, big heavy hitters that did a lot of the work and helped me do a lot of work is Mr. Jim Alferson. He does all, a lot of the B3 keyboard work on the CD. He's done work with Geneva and uh, who else? Big Apple Blues Band. He has his own group, um, Organissimo. He did a lot. He did, uh, I think he produced or helped produce Greg Nagy's last CD. And then um, uh, his other cohort, my other friend, uh, Donnie Brown on drums. He was the drummer and co-founder of the group uh, The Verb Pipe, uh, if you remember them from the 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, again, another wonderful voice and phenomenal drummer and a, a great ear in the studio. I learned an immense uh, amount of uh, things from that gentleman. I can't, I can't thank all of them enough, but those two really um, just showed me so much, taught me so much, uh, really made a lot of my decisions as an executive producer so much easier because um, it was that much production um, and growth really was helped by their focus and their determination to help me get this done and see it to its end. Okay. Now, um, let's talk a little bit. You had mentioned earlier uh, Frank Rozak as part of your team, and you've worked with him before. Uh, and it's important to have a good team that helps you get the you know things out to the radio, get the music out to press. Uh, tell me a little bit about that relationship with Frank. 
Well, uh, the first time I worked with Frank, I had no idea what the heck I was doing. And he clued me in very quickly. He gave me a list of uh, of things that I needed to take care of, and he was very helpful. He gave me great instruction and some great examples. And I really, I had no idea what to expect. I, did, I knew some friends told me that I needed to contact him, that he would help me get my CD heard and people listen to it, so on. Um, I had no idea. I really didn't even know to what extent his job would be. <laughs> then I he really, I released my first CD and I started getting reviews from everywhere and it was a beautiful thing. I could not have ever thought that my music would have been so, so far reaching uh, in the world. And still, I still am getting people playing my stuff and I'll get emails and it's, I don't, it, it's because of the contacts and that he got it out so far. So going back to him, um, I had this late and you know, we had this time and as soon as I contacted him, he right away was like, Oh, how nice to hear. It was like, I hadn't, you know, hadn't missed a day in two and a half years, three years, you know, how you doing, how you've been, uh, nice conversations about just what has happened over the COVID time and, um, how we're all trying to fight through it. He was very helpful trying to uh, facilitate because of what the situations are now uh, in, in employment and what have you and um, he's just always been there whenever I've been able to call him or email him he's always been very helpful and again he, he, he reaches so many different people I didn't realize that how many until my first CD, and now I'm, I, I, again, I told my wife I started getting a couple of emails. I'm like, oh, I forgot all about this. He knows everybody. <laughs> everybody everybody kind of contacts him. So it's a beautiful world. You know, I, I, I love it. And, and he, again, he was, he's been very helpful in telling me things that I would have never known. I didn't, you know, I didn't take these business school, music business school classes of putting together a, one sheet or an EPK or sending, you know, doing this or doing that. And really that has helped, not, not only did it help me, but it also kind of give, gave me some inspiration to have other ideas a little bit bigger and a little bit beyond just what I'm doing within the bands I'm working with, if that makes sense. You know, it's like, wow, I never thought about that. And I never thought that this could reach as many people. So I, it just, really was a nice a beautiful awakening and every time i talk to him he's a lot of fun to chat with yeah he definitely knows what he's doing now let's talk a little bit about the industry today uh as an independent artist you know we've been in this digital revolution now for you know about 20 years or so and it has redefined the industry several times and we're at a point now where the consumer now really uses streaming as a way to consume music. They've embraced this technology. And the offshoot of that is that they no longer look at recorded music as a product. It's now a service. It's available on their phone. They can listen to anything that's been recorded in the last 100 years, you know, at a simple swipe of the finger. Um, How has this shift in perception of recorded music affected you as an artist? Well, I think at first I was hugely, hugely concerned about, you know, the investment and of even getting into 
once I started to, to do the process of making my the first CD, you, you, you start to realize, oh, you're investing money and so on, and are you going to get a return and so forth. But then I started to realize, as in now, I'm still getting clicks and I'm still getting, people are still listening to my music. My ultimate goal really was to just have music out that people would listen to and appreciate. I think that's really what any musician wants to do. They want to play and have people appreciate the art that they create. Yes, it would be nice if I was paid, you know, a gajillion dollars over every time I released the CD. But I, the, I, I know I'm, 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 I'm looking for something. I don't want to say deeper, but it, it just kind of makes me feel unbelievably overwhelmed that people around the world will listen to my music that I might never even meet or that I might never even be able to sell a CD to or whatever, but they listen to me on Spotify or it's continually spinning in their Apple music. That kind of blows my mind Um, because I come from a school where, again, touring on the road, you know, the only way you were getting your music out is they were playing it on the radio and it was usually uh, in the States you might have as my my career progressed, you meet artists that have representation overseas, so they're playing it on overseas radio. But internet just kind of opened that whole thing up. And you used to sell CDs only at the shows. Well, then you could sell your CDs off of your uh, website, and then people just started buying their own, you know, song. And that even even that kind of changed the whole idea of what I wanted to do because. People can buy a song, okay? There's no throwaway song now. It's 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 something that if it touches somebody somewhere, they're going to continue to listen to it and maybe buy it. And if it's just for ninety nine cents, it's more than I had the day before. Um, so I, I think that's kind of you know interesting. YouTube is also kind of interesting. I've I've been able to use it to my advantage. I've seen also the demise in some things. Or, or what I feel is a demise, but I think overall, again, the opportunity to just share with so many people and find what you want to listen to. There was a huge time in my life where some of the music that I wanted to listen to wasn't on the radio because there wasn't radio stations that played blues in the middle of the day when I wanted to hear blues. I had to stay up till two o'clock in the morning and I was you know, a young kid. So, I mean, now I can listen to that whenever I want. Um, it is harder because you're you're making an investment that, yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, nobody buys CDs anymore, but yet you still need that to promote. So it's an up and down thing. I, yeah. I have a show, I have a showcase coming up for the CD and they offer streaming for the showcase. And at first when they brought that to me, I was like, oh man. You know, well, now nobody's going to come. <laughs> and then I thought, you know, and then I, I had to sit and think about it for a minute and, and, again, open my mind to the possibilities and to the reality of the times I live in. I, I know people. I have friends. I have fans. I've worked with numerous people um, overseas that would never be able to see the show. But because I'm, it's there's a streaming option... Wow, that opens up a whole nother window, not just to introduce myself, but to stay connected to other people that I already know, too. Um, so, obviously, there's there's disadvantages, but I really try to just see so many of the positives out of it. Um, 
you know, I, you can't turn back time. Even though people are people are going back to, to uh, vinyl now, it's kind of funny. Uh, but but at the same time, you the availability nowadays. I can't believe my my music came out one uh, you know the official day was one day and it was already getting the spins because people were already online I, that just amazes me you know yeah I, I, I'm not driving around trying to sell them out of my trunk they're just going online <laughs> true true I mean I mean the streaming and in, in this whole world of internet has definitely um, has uh, I'm sorry, has definitely uh, changed the world and 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 given us more reach. Uh, and one of the things that I noticed is that during the pandemic, um, this whole world of content creation really started to take off. And what it did, it gave the fan a new um, a new way to consume music. You know what I mean? It's it it connected them with the um, uh, with the artist in a way that that you couldn't have before the pandemic, you know. And I give you an example: um, Tim McGraw uh, goes on TikTok and he finds people that are doing covers of his songs, and he does a duet with them, where he listens to them critiques them, tells them, oh, I love your voice, I love this arrangement, yada, yada. Um, David Grohl, you know, was doing a drum-off with an 11-year-old girl drummer and ended up bringing her on stage, you know, at a stadium uh, show. You you know she's ruined for life now, you know. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, so, but, you know, these are the things that the fans are now looking for. You know, you go on Spotify, you can create a playlist, you can find the songs, but there's no connection. There's no way of reaching that artist without going to multiple platforms to to kind of find them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think in the future, what we're going to have is that the next platform is going to be a digital bubble for each artist where you go into that digital bubble and you will have access to all of this social media content as well as be able to to connect with the artist and the artist to connect with you. Um, and that's going to be a huge, huge boom to the independent artist because it will allow them to bring people into the monetization funnel and bring them down to their merch and their shows and their tickets and so on. And that's going to really is what's going to make a difference. Um, what do you think of that idea? Uh, I, I, there, you know, that's a lot. To, there's a lot there to unpack with that. Okay. <laughs> but I, I think, I no, I think there's a lot of good in there. Yes. Because you do somewhat have the personal control of how and the way you want to direct, let's say your brand and your merchandise and a fan base. Uh, you also have a, a, a good control over the content as far as how much you would like to have the public know. Um, I think in some cases, 
I <laughs> have, I'm not a big social media, I don't want to say fan, I'm not a big social media user to the point of finding out information that I want about a particular person. I will go and see, let's say, what they, where they're working or where they, where they're, what they're doing. I, like you said, I, I, again, if they're, if they're streamlined and they've gotten into, obviously, the more younger artists that I know have been able to understand and streamline their social media so it directs you to the points that they want you to go, monetize, monetizing their merchandise or their material or their streaming. Um, but I still want to meet you know what I mean? It's right. still, it, there's a curiosity, even when I see the pictures of them on vacation on Instagram, or I see their conversation or their their opinions about uh, Twitter, and maybe that's my age speaking, because I still want to meet them and look at them eye to eye and, and see them. I think that was another result, too, at least for me, as I found out when I was doing the CD and I would go into these sessions with everybody even though we were all still following each other and we were maybe not in the artist kind of bubble, we, were, we still were all following social media hugely. As soon as we got together, it was such a celebration of just seeing another human being, especially people that we had emotional and, and experiences connecting. Um, well, you that, know, I don't think that's going to go away. I think what happens no. is, is this whole social media thing actually creates this this pseudo celebrity that yeah. didn't exist before. So now when you go past that marquee and you see the name up there and says, Oh wow, I you know, I'm on his TikTok or uh, you know, he interacts with me on, on, on Twitter or whatever the case may be, they'll go and see the show. Just yeah. to see you I mean, in person. You know? Well I that I, I see that and again I think it goes back to like what we were talking before the ability to have the, the openness of the internet to connect with people it really is your imagination because I do know I do know artists and, and, and friends of mine that have started to actually do that create that bubble where you're seeing everything they're doing and everything that is going on and they're capturing people that are like you say, they're like, I don't want to say super fan, but they're that connected. Right. They have that most family connection where they know their birthdays, they know what they just did and, and, and things that are going on in their lives. Um, I do see that already with many uh, individuals that I, I know. Again, some of them are younger. Well, I'd say, I don't want to say a majority, but there's a good number of them that are younger. And they naturally interact with that social media on a regular basis as their normal daily interaction. If you know what I mean. Like, yeah. they're, they're used to, like, they're used to taking pictures and doing stuff it, with Instagram before they, they get into to their food when it's served to them in the restaurant. That's not, that's not, like, my first thought. But I understand that. I understand that idea. Um, it's a lot of work. I will say that. Yes. I, I've been with individuals and worked with individuals who were, you know, that was uh, part of what their branding, let's say, uh, was doing on social media. And it was a lot of work. Again, like any kind of um, creative work, 
if you can start to discipline yourself, there is a lot of ways you can do it in a very time timely manner and be very focused again and disciplined and you can create that bubble. I think right now there's many, obviously there's many pseudo celebrities just online from their, their YouTube, you know, yeah. how, how many, how many YouTubes they're doing every day. I mean, it's kind of outrageously crazy. They haven't necessarily done anything outside their homes, but they're superstars, right? Yeah. So it, it, it I, I, I see it. I already kind of see it here, and it is interesting, and I do think people will react that way. I, I am concerned, I think, when I do see, um, my, especially my grandkids, that's how old I am, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do see them so connected to a social media that is entertaining them and keeping them inactive, and they find solace and contentment in being at home, being connected to social media as opposed to going out and interacting and having things happen. I guess that, that's where I, my main concern is because I see them getting older and they, they, you know, at some points they break away and they're like, okay, I want to go play basketball or I want to go and hang out. But their phone is a natural thing to them and that connection to social media is almost a, uh, it's a, a natural, natural thing. thing. Yeah, natural reaction. Yeah. Yeah. There's no second thought about it. Yeah. Well, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us. And uh, we're going to give everyone out there... Having... Oh, it's my pleasure. We're going to give everyone uh, a double shot from your new release. You guys are going to love it. Turn it up loud. Screw the neighbors. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> All the dishes, yeah. I folded the laundry too. Yeah. But baby, when you came home, that nag, nag, nag. That's all I ever hear, baby. What's a man to do? Yeah. I said, baby, why are you up in my ear?
I remember when I lost my mind There was something so pleasant about that place Even your emotions have an echo in so much space mm-hmm. And when you're out there without a care Yeah, I was out of touch But it wasn't because I didn't know enough I just knew too much Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Possibly And I hope that you are having on now who do you who do you who do you who do you think you are ha, ha, ha. bless your soul you really think you're in control well <laughs> i think you're crazy i think you're crazy yeah I Had the heart to lose their lives out on a limb And all I remember is thinking I want to be like them Oh yeah Ever since I was little Ever since I was little It looked like fun And there's no coincidence I've come And I can die when I'm done Well maybe I'm crazy Maybe I'm crazy Yeah I think you're crazy Just like me Well maybe I'm crazy
Whether you're an independent artist looking to take their career to the next level, or you're a fan that just loves to discover new artists and new original music, making a scene has exactly what you're looking for. For the indie artist, we have articles on music business, gear reviews, recording techniques, and interviews with industry professionals. For the fan, we introduce you to new artists every day with our in-depth artist interviews and insightful CD reviews. Nobody gives you more. Making a Scene truly is the number one resource for the indie artists and the fans that love them. Go to makingascene.org and become part of the indie revolution.
them with an A Shoulda hip ya ya Guess what's in her DNA Shoulda hip ya ya Put on the music She gonna lose it They call her sugar hip ya ya In the evening In a downtown flat She turns up the volume sky high Bop into a low beat track mm-hmm. Everybody knows Who's the talk of the town Daddy back home can't see What is really going down mm-hmm. But on the music She gonna lose it country when smart people were considered cool. Well, maybe not cool, but smart people did things like build ships and pyramids, and they even went to the moon. You look a little lost there. You need any help? Where are you headed on this fine day? Gee, I must have fallen asleep on the train. Missed my stop. What exactly am I? What town is this? Well, that's easy to answer, friend. You've just arrived at Stupid Town. We welcome you to Stupid Town. We hope you'll have a look around. Please 
please permit me to expound on my dear old stupid town. Welcome to Stupid Town, where everything is upside down. Sheriff's Vent, the mayor's a clown, here in Stupid Town. In Stupid Town, we built a wall. We built it 45 feet tall to keep out the folks from Smarty Town. Of course, they just went and tunneled underground. Welcome to Stupid Town, our main street is a bit run down. We ran our banks into the ground here in Stupid Town. In Stupid Town, the mayor decreed Kids no longer had to read Just watch TV and you'll succeed Look at me, he said Even the librarian agreed Welcome to Stupid Town Where facts will only make you frown Our willful ignorance is profound Here in Stupid Town In Stupid Town, we dug a well It served the residents very well Though after the spill, it had a funny smell Except for that, you could hardly tell <laughs> Welcome to Stupid Town The sky is green, the water's brown Both far and wide, we are renowned Here in Stupid Town in Stupid Town, if you catch the flu, we throw a great big barbecue. Then you walk around and go, achoo! And everyone will say, God bless you! Welcome to Stupid Town, where healthcare is a dirty noun. Our hospitals were all shut down here in Stupid Town. In Stupid Town, we passed a law. You should have heard the brouhaha. It might have had one tiny flaw. We made it illegal for ice caps to thaw. Welcome to Stupid Town, where rivers flood and people drown. And wildfires burn, the houses down. Here in Stupid Town. In Stupid Town, we all prefer to live our lives the way things were. People say, yes, ma'am and sir. Not them and they, just him and her. Welcome to Stupid Town, a place where manly men abound. We tell our women to calm down here in Stupid Town. In Stupid Town, we have no trace of prejudice towards any race. Plus, we hardly ever see them face to face. And when we do, we just give chase. Welcome to Stupid Town, we are the friendliest folks around. We're real big fans of Stand Your Ground here in Stupid Town. In Stupid Town, the government's run to protect the rights of everyone. We value our freedoms and our fun. That's why every child gets their very own handgun. Welcome to Stupid Town. The children here are safe and sound. They open carry on the school playground here in Stupid Town. We're glad you stopped in Stupid Town. We're sorry you can't stick around. We hope you'll come again someday to the stupidest town in the USA. Welcome to Stupid Town. Everything is upside down. Our sheriff is bent. The mayor's a clown. a touch of sarcasm as he said let's make america
Let's make America groove America groove Let's make America strong within Better than it's ever been before Make America
my peaches coming straight for tree. I had a drink of wine, two shots of gin. Can't you see it's straight for me? But now I'm playing with some blues. Woo! And let's have a good time. Uh, let's have a good time. Uh, let's have a good time. Uh, let's have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get up. with Joni Mitchell Made castles in the sand Cried when I lost my mother Got sober with slow hand Left Pennsylvania after high school Harpwood Sugar and Elwood Blues Didn't see eye to eye with my father If you want to know the truth I slow dance with Joni Mitchell Drank whiskey with Bill Murray Turn my back on the termination 
leave Scranton in a hurry. Packed up my dreams and went to L.A. Got laughs with Cal Burnett. Cheated on my girlfriend. There's some things that I regret. I slow dance with Joni Mitchell. Went toe to toe with Mort. Rode the canyons with the angels. Wrote the words live from New York. Crackers with Hunter S. Thompson. I traveled coast to coast. I was present when my mother died. She's the one I miss the most. Yeah, I slow dance with Joni Mitchell. on the Dead Sea Lost two brothers and a sister Well that's enough about me If you need me, I'll be in my garden Working to make good things grow In the morning, won't you hearken To the things that are deep down in your soul Really meant it. 
I guess there just aren't enough rocks. Here's the blues scale. Now you sing it with me. Breathe. Now 
let's try it like this.
was recorded earlier so the producer and cast didn't have to walk home in the dark. The places I used to go No longer call my name Freedom now is just a dream And nothing is the same The world now wears a mask It doesn't show its face I can see if it's smiling 
down on me I wonder, yes I wonder Lonely sitting in my place Will I have again the feeling The love of a warm embrace I wonder, yes I wonder If we're too broken now Is it too late For a true connection A true connection A true connection So much anger for what we think we lost We just don't realize We were forced into something Already in our lives We fell into this trap a long time ago Our hearts have been sleeping for a while Is it too late? Is it too late? I wonder, yes, I wonder Lonely sitting in my place But will I have again that feeling The love of a warm embrace? I wonder, yes, I wonder If we're too broken
Slipping through her fingers 
You no longer have to hear the blues in a smoke-filled nightclub on the edge of town. It's a pleasant environment, but uh, but in the 21st century, uh, you know, you don't even have to leave the couch. Just turn on the TV and commercials or as theme songs, you will see and hear the blues are everywhere. I'm Elwood.
And that day may never come. I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But uh, until that day, accept this justice as a gift on my daughter's wedding day.
That's my show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you heard some artists that you didn't know about and enjoyed some artists that you did. And remember, all of these artists that I played on this show are out there right now, touring and creating new original music rooted in the blues. 
If you want to keep the blues alive, you have to support the artists who are out there creating that new music. Because it is a living art form that is being performed every single night, somewhere in the world. So, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingthescene.org. You can find out about some great new artists and the ones that we played on this show tonight. Add them to your playlist. And you can discover them on our website. So, till next time, this is Lahamadou. Tech, I'm out of here. Baby, just gone away. Things left on with my friend that gone lost my dog I'm alone Just fought somebody I mean found it funny I got knocked in the head man by old friends not lying here think I'm dead Got to pay my bills Got my house off a slave